my, I guess my thoughts are so loud that it wakes me up. And the thoughts that were going in my sleep were, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And it kept going over and over and over. The greater one is in me. He's in me. The greater one is in me. And he's greater than the world. He's overcome everything that is going to come up against me. And he's greater. And he's living on the inside of me. So, you know, that made me get up. <laughs> and um, it, was, it was exciting to get up. Now, it was probably about 2, 3 in the morning. And I, you know, went over. I knew it was God. I knew he was speaking to me. I knew he was trying to say, the greater one. I'm the greater one. I'm living on the inside of you. I want you to experience that. I want you to know that. I want you to have confidence that I'm the greater one and I'm living on the inside of you. So um, this is, so I, I looked it up. It's 1 John 4, 4. This is the amplified version. Little children, believers, dear ones, you are of God and you belong to him. We belong to God. That's really good to meditate on. I, I belong to him. I am of his. And I, he says, I have already overcome them. Every antichrist spirit, every evil spirit, everything that tries to kill, steal, and destroy your faith, your joy from you. He says, I've already come. So anything that comes against us negatively, God wants us to be grounded that the greater one is existing, living, abiding on each and every one of us, that we belong to him. We're his children. He wants that to be a revelation to us that when anything comes up against you, that you can know with confidence he's already overcome this. So that if it's coming to me, I can handle this. This challenge is not too big for my God, who's the greater one on the inside of me. So he says, because he is the greater one, and he's greater than Satan who is in this world. So I wrote this down. Um, I wrote, God is in us. And the one great benefit, or one great benefit of this is his greatness is in us. And I just started meditating on this and thinking about the greatness of God. All who God is, is residing and living for my use inside of me. And he's chosen that. Um, and we, so this tells me I need to build a relationship with God through his word, through prayer, through meditating on his word. Now, meditating on his word is just thinking about Greater is he that's in me. He's in me. That's meditating on it, thinking about it, confessing it, speaking it. Let, it. let it just birth life in you. That I belong to him. I'm his. He's chosen me. I'm his child. So that's meditating. And the reason why that this scripture came up in my sleep and woke me up from sleep is because I've meditated on this word. And so even in your sleep, you know, he will, he will speak to you. He'll speak to your heart to build confidence and strength within you for your daily walk. And so um, 
in Psalms 34, 8, it says taste, or that word taste means in the Hebrew, experience. God desires for us to experience and see his goodness. The Lord is good, and he wants you to have an image of him as being a good, good God, a good father, a good provider. He's good, and his goodness is for you. It says taste or experience and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. You're blessed. This comes from experience. I receive confidence of who God is, and I'm able to release this, what I, I experience, to others. And that's the heart of God. And that's what God has just been dealing with me and saying, what I've given you, what I pro have provided on the inside of you is my greatness, but it's not just for you. It's for you to experience. It's for you to, 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 to know with confidence and then go express that, go release that to people. There are people everywhere that don't know that the greater one is living on the inside of them, and they've asked Jesus in their heart. They don't have that revelation. They don't have that understanding. I met a lady the other day, um, it just, just the Lord. I just believe that it was a divine appointment. She was a Christian at Sam's, and we got talking, and then I just asked her, hey, do you need some prayer? And she just said, yes, I do. She said, life is hard. She's a Christian. Life is hard. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to pray for you. And we just, I just began to pray for her. And as I began to pray for her, I just, I just sensed this he real heaviness upon her. You could see it on her countenance, on her face. But when I began to release love, when I began to release an encouraging word to her and to speak over her life, I'm releasing what I have in me, what I've experienced through the goodness of God into her. Her countenance changed. Her, you know, just... She just, she was grateful. She was happy. And I was able to tell her, Jesus cares about you, loves you. Look at this. Look at this. And so God is going to be expressed through how we treat people. Um, in Matthew uh, 10, 10, 18, excuse me, 10, 8, Jesus is talking and he says, heal the sick. Anybody in here have ever been healed of God? Hallelujah. He says, you know, you've been healed, you have experienced healing, and when you see somebody, you can ask them, hey, you know, would you like prayer? You know, is there sickness in your body? Is there something wrong? Or if you notice something, or if they tell you something, because you've experienced it, you've experienced healing, you can give forth healing. Same thing, he says, heal the sick, sick cleanse the leopards, again, healing, raise the dead. And I was thinking of this, you know, raise the dead. You know, there's a lot of unbelievers. There's a lot of people spiritually dead that need life, that need that witness. They need our witness. And sometimes I went out today. I did a couple errands. And when I go out, I just want to know about the father's business. I want to do what the fa what's, what's going on, Father? What do you need? And there's some people that I'm just attracted to, like that lady, Kimberly, and I actually asked her for prayer, and I prayed for her. And today, I just went about the father's business, and I just felt like be encouraging, smile, be kind. Guess what? I was, I was ministering because I was, you know, I didn't say Jesus. I didn't pray for anybody, but you know what? 
I was just going about the Father's business, doing what I felt led to do. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to just know that there's he's, his greatness. He's on the inside of us, and he wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to use us. He wants us to be light to this world. And so um, freely, it finishes up with the verse, freely you have received. We've all received something from the Lord. So freely, he says, to give. And, you know, it reminds me of that story with the, with the, um, the talents. Uh, the, the, the master, he gave one talent, then he gave two talents, and he gave five talents. And two of them, they did something. They invested their talents, and then more was added to them. This is how the kingdom of God works. And we need to understand this with everything. And when we steward the things and acknowledge the things that God is doing in our lives, and you might say, well, it's not really a big deal. You know, you went around, you said hello, you smiled, you were, you were kind, you know, you're thoughtful, whatever. Not a big deal. That really isn't ministry. Yes, it is. When you, when you do it with a heart and attitude unto him, when you're just kind of just looking on the inside of yourself and saying, God, what is it? What, what do I need to do? And it's, it could be something as so simple as just smile at somebody. Just be, have a listening ear. That was another thing. I just listen to people today. Sometimes God wants us just to, just to, to listen. That's what they need, whatever they need. And so that's what we just want to be available to do that. And it's, it's really just practicing his presence in public, practicing his presence, practicing hearing his voice. So um, we want to we wanna be able to freely give as we, 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 we receive. Not like that one, the, the, the one that received one, you know, he, he didn't do anything. He judged God as mean. You know, he judged his master. And he's like, I, I didn't do anything. And I don't want to be that person that says, yeah, God's given me love. God's given me salvation. And that's it. No more. I don't do anything with it. No, God wants you to do something with it. And um, it's, it's just talking to the Lord, having relationship. That's really what it's all about. We were created for relationship with him. That's your purpose. And through that relationship, he'll give us more. He'll give us more leading. We'll live life to the fullest. That's how we live life happy and full is knowing him as our father, as our provider in everything. He wants to be everything to you, your healer, everything. So um, in, in Psalms 51.10, Pastor preached another wonderful message. Um, it was fabulous on uh, refreshing, being refreshed. And she, she used this verse. This is one of my favorite verses. It's, it, it says, um, David is saying, he says, created me a clean heart. Oh, God, and renew a right spirit within me. And, and the reason why we want to have a clean heart, and she was saying, you know, daily, go before the Father. Father, give me a clean heart. Because we want that connection and that flow to stay, that we can be responsive to hear the voice of God, have that confidence that we're hearing his voice, that we can go and flow with him, that he'll anoint those things that we step out in faith to do in his name. So uh, having a heart of just repentance and, and, and being washed and clean, when you mess up, just 
Lord, forgive me. And sometimes, you know, there's things that I'll, I'll go through where I'm struggling, and I'm like, man, I did that again. He doesn't want, God is not, and I want you to recognize this, a God of guilt and shame. That's Satan. And we need to recognize who's God and who's Satan. God will convict, and he'll say, that's not okay, that's not all right, repent. And it's done away with. It's cleaned. It's under the blood. And move on. But guilt and shame and unforgiveness of, your, you know, of what you've done, and, and that's not God. And so I want you to know that. And the reason why I'm pointing that out is because people deal with that. They, they deal with me, I'm not righteous. No, you are righteous. And you need to put those things under the blood and ask God to help you. Ask God to show you that you, you, you are in him. And he loves you just the way you are. Even when we screw up, his love is unconditional. That's good news. That's really good news because, like I said, there are times when it's just like, I've screwed up. And then guess what? I do it again. But you know what? I want my heart. And that's what God's always looking at. He's looking at the heart. I don't want to do that. And he sees that. And he says, okay, baby, come on, come on. <laughs> I got this. Get up. You know? Get up. It's okay. So I want you, I want you to know that. Um, in 2 Timothy 2, 20, it says, Now in a large house there are not only vessels and their objects of gold and of silver, but also vessels of objects of wood and of earth. And some are honorable and noble and good. And I believe that these are vessels he's talking about. We're these vessels. We are vessels that God fills up with life, his life, his purpose, his anointing. And those vessels of honor recognize what's on the inside of us and release that and share that. And then it says the, the, there's vessels, there's some for dishonor, uh, honorable, and they're, they're common. They're, 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 if you put a Christian and you put an unbeliever together and they have the same conversation, they have the things are in common, and you go, which one's the believer? Which, one, which, which one's the, 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 the unsaved? So we need to be light to the world and not look like the world. And I've been guilty of it. So, but you know what? Again, that pricking of the Holy Spirit saying, no, no, come here. You're light. You've got something greater on the inside of you. And so he does that. And he does that, and it causes a confidence. It causes a love of God inside of you. It causes compassion inside of you, not guilt and shame. But he says, yes, I want to I be able to be used of God with this person who might be lost, who might be dying and going to hell because they don't know. And I don't want to be that one that's being with them and being common and swearing with them or talking trash with them. And being like them, and I'm okay with that. That's not okay. And I feel like the Lord has just taken us into a place of saying, you know what? You're a vessel of honor. You're a vessel. I've, 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 I've invested in you. I've invested my son in you. What he's died and purchased on that cross, it was for you. Freely take it. Then freely give it away. And, and the more we practice having a presence with God, a relationship with God, it becomes more natural. And 
he just, his character, even, even common, like, like Paul was saying, you know, like naturally, when we do things um, naturally, uh, and we hang out with people, you start to joke with them, and you start to know each other, you know, really well and stuff, and other people, like, who, who don't hang around, you're going, I don't get that, you know, but you guys get that, because you spend quality time together, you know each other, you know, you have different sayings and different things that make you just, <laughs> you know, and everybody else is like, what, that, that was stupid, <laughs> you know, but when we spend time with the Father, we're going to have the Father's character, we're going to have the Father's heart, we're going to have the Father's compassion we're going to have the father's thoughts and then we're going to be able to do and act it's natural to do what the father's doing because I'm with the father I know the father I know his heart and so um, uh, so in Galatians 5 22 and 23 it's the fruit of the spirit and it's uh, I'm going to go over them is love joy peace patience kindness faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Notice it says it's the fruit. It's who God is. It's, it's one fruit. It, 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 is, it is God. It is who God is. It's his character. And it's his character just coming out and coming forth. And when we got born again, we asked Jesus to come into our heart he says in Romans 5, 5, he filled us with the Holy Spirit. He poured his love right into our spirit. He gave us this fruit. He gave us this character that he wants us to, to develop in. And so there's a few of them that I just want to touch on and talk to you about because I, I felt like the Father wants us to recognize these, um, these characteristics of what's inside of us. This is his greatness that I was talking about, the greater one being on the inside of us. And the agape love, love is, is God's love. It's unconditional. That means, again, when we mess up and we've received forgiveness and mercy, then that, that means I can give that forgiveness. I can give mercy. He's been pa so patient with me. He's been so patient with me over the years, I think back. Um, one thing in particular I'm thinking of right now, um, I was really mad at my teenage daughter. Her room was off the charts a mess. I was like, oh, and I was just, I mean, livid and upset, and I was angry. Not fruits of this, the, not the fruit of the spirit. <laughs> this is this is something we want to be aware of. It's like, and I was just so upset about this, and it was a big just chaos in my house. This was was going on in my house instead of his his fruit bearing in my home and in the atmosphere is there's anger, and there's fighting, there's arguing, there's pride, and so I w just heard the voice of God so clearly, and He said what were you like at this age? And I thought, oh, oh, let's not go there, Lord. No, 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 no. And I'll tell you, her having her room messy and me at that age, I don't, I, I'm ashamed <laughs> to even tell you guys, seriously. So, you know, guess what? It was very quickly, I, I, I realized, God, you've been merciful to me. And look where I am now. And it made me realize, it opened my eyes to see and hear God say, you know what? She's not even where, where you were at this age. And look for the mercy. Look at the patience. Look at how I led you. Now you give that to your daughter. 
and that's what I've been doing. And you know what? That's what God wants us to do. He wants, to, wants us to experience him in a way that in situations when we have an opportunity to yield to pride or yield to anger or yield to, you know, strife, Lord, show me. Let me see this through, through you. Let me respond how you would respond. That's the wisdom of God right there. And that changed the whole atmosphere of my home. That changed my relationship with my daughter. Much better, much greater. And it's, it's working in me the fruit, his fruit of, of just patience, showing kindness. So, um, but we're on love. <laughs> so this is that unconditional love. When we okay, and it, so um, his his love w w through us it thinks um, about others, how others feel, what other you know, above our own. Think of others first, and um, joy. So joy it, it's supernatural, it's a strength, and it comes from God. It's not a natural emotion, it, it um, that that comes and goes. Um, it, it's something that God, I believe, he uses joy to anchor you. He is, he's given me his joy in times of, of hard, you know, just hard things that I've been going through that I don't know how to solve on my own, that I need to just trust God. It comes from the Holy Spirit, and it comes through your spirit. Joy is on the inside of you, even when you don't feel joyful. So you can stir joy up. I have literally sat down and just said, you know what? See, faith is an action, and if you can realize that what you have, his greatness on the inside of you, if you can realize that you have joy on the inside of you when depression is just at your door and just on top of you, and it's, it's tangible, it's real, and you're just crying, you know, because I've been there, and I've sat there, and I just said, you know what, I know joy is on the inside of me, and so as an act of faith in my flesh, I have just ha, 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 ha. As an act of faith, I stir up joy. I activate joy. Ha, 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 ha. And then what happens is Holy Spirit kicks in. And then it comes from my belly. And I start laughing. And then I get his thoughts. Now, if you guys were here two weeks ago when we had those conferences, um, Pastor Jay came up to me and laid hands on me, and all he said was, he laid hands, I don't know what he's going to do, <laughs> uh, all he did was lay hands on me, and he says, activated, and I went down the spirit, and as soon as I went down, and the funny thing is, right here, this other lady and I were touching each other from like th this part of our elbow to elbow, okay, so we're I don't know her. She doesn't know me. We're laying on the floor. And all of a sudden, I started laughing. He said, activate it, activate. And I just, joy came. It was released out of me. And we're touching. She starts laughing. And the two of us were just laughing. I was, it was so heavy and weighty on me. I tried to get up. I couldn't even get up. And I looked over at her, and I just said, can you get up? She says, no. And we just started laughing. But what was going through, through me at that time, were some things in my mind. Would, every now and then, I would get a thought of some, like, just things that are difficult, things that are hard. And 
I just found it hilarious. And I just, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it just, it's exceeding gladness. And it's, it's mocking the devil. It is mocking him. It is saying, my God, the greater one is in me. He's for me. And you cannot, you cannot stop this. You, you, no. And, and so it was just, it was just, he gives you this anchor and this, this weight of joy. And it's unspeakable. And he says it's full of his glory. And it says, joy, so joy in Nehemiah, I read this, and I'm telling you, we always read uh, Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Well, I looked it up, and it's, there's a little bit more to it. Uh, <laughs> it says, and then he said to them, go and eat the fat, drink of the sweet. And when I, 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 I read that, I thought, that's taste and see. Taste and see, experience and see the Lord, see his goodness, and then listen to what it says, and send portions to him who has nothing prepared. So you taste, you experience, you lay hold of God and his goodness and his love, and know what's on the inside of you, experience it, and then start expressing it out to others. Start showing forth that goodness. Start showing forth his mercy. Start showing forth however he leads you to. It's not hard, especially when you experience something. Because when you experience something, you've got confidence. You know it works. You can, it's a sure thing. You, somebody can't say to you that you haven't experienced something. You didn't experience that. Yes, I did. And it's right here. <laughs> You're looking at it, you know? So, um, so he says, go and, and, and share with those that, 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 that aren't prepared. They don't have anything. And then it gets even, it gets even good. It gets even better. So it says, for this day is holy to our God. This day. Every day is a blessing from God. Every day he says, this is the day I've made for you. These are things that we need to meditate on and think about and, and confess and speak and prophesy. This is the day. You've made this for me. I'm living this day. I'm breathing this day because of you, because of the life of God in me. I will rejoice. I will be glad in this day. And you prophesy it. And, and, and this is, it's holy. It's separated. This day is holy and separated. That's what holy means. Separated for you, God. For my walk to be with you, God. In you, I'm going to live today. In you, I'm going to breathe today. In you, I'm going to have my being. In him. And then it says, I love this, do not grieve. Another translation says, do not worry, do not be sad, do not be sorrowful. We could say, do not be depressed. We all can say, ooh, I know depression. It, it tries to not quite, quite regularly. The word of God says this, do not be depressed. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. And depression is after that joy because it is your strength. And so that's what we need to do. I separate this day unto you, Lord, and I will not be in sorrow. I will not grieve. I will not yield to my flesh. I will not yield to anger. And we need to recognize it as soon as it comes. I will not yield to unbelief. I will not. Those are, that's not of my father. He says you know his voice. I know your voice. I know what you look like. 
and I won't follow the voice of the stranger. That's what the Bible says in John 10. That's a great chapter to read. I will not follow that voice. I will not follow that stranger. And so I will. I will live in joy because it's my strength. So joy, what is, what, what is joy? Definition of joy um, is his ability. It's his ability. So that's good news. Like I said, I was laying on the floor. I started laughing because there were some things that look impossible. And when things look impossible, God says, it's, it's possible. It's possible with me. And he gives you that anchor, that joy, that it's not like coming from heaven, i got to ask God, God, please send me joy. It's in you. Stir it up. It, and, and it's his ability. It's his force. It's his might. It's his power. It's the fruit of God. And it's in you. It's the fruit of the Spirit. And it's in you. And fruit is, is, is a harvest. Fruit is tangible. Fruit is something you're supposed to experience, taste, and see. And God wants you to do that. It looks like exceeding joy. It, you, you can see joy. You could see it on a person's countenance. And like I said, it's not an emotion of happiness or something that was funny. It's something that it doesn't matter what you're going through, you've got it, and it's there, and it's available to have his ability to go through something, right through the storm, right through the trial, right through the difficulty, right through that depression, right through whatever it is, anchored, steady, laughing, mocking the devil. Praise God. It's rejoicing. It's gladness. Now I'm going to talk to you about peace. Peace is a super, is supernatural. All this is supernatural. It's not natural. It's a peace that is, it, it's tangible. When I say tangible, it's sometimes his peace can be so weighty. I sensed his peace in this, in this worship service. I just need a sip. Hmm. Refreshing. <laughs> I needed that. His peace, um, it can be tangible. Like you can sense his peace. And, and I feel like this is, I'm, I'm going over these things. I'm talking to you because this is the heart of the Father. He wants us to recognize him in us, around us. Because I feel like a lot of times we miss it. But when we actually think about it, when we actually, you know, um, are seeing this and talking about this, I feel like we're going to be able to, and this is what God wants, he wants us this to be part of our walk, part of our lifestyle of recognizing what the Father's doing, how he's leading you. And so peace, um, peace is, God, is, is God's presence, and it, it, it rests on you, it can rest in you, it's calming, um, you, 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 um, it's, a, it's a feeling uh, sometimes it's ever, ever just so peaceful that you just want to fall asleep. It's relaxing. It's resting. And if you think about it, sometimes like if you're worried and your thoughts are just going crazy, your body ever been very tired, your body's tired, it's the end of the day, but you can't sleep because you're so restless. You're, you're, you're just like, I can't sleep. And you try to entertain yourself. You try to do something because you've got, you want to take your mind off of those racing thoughts. But God wants you to know that you need to just say, oh, no, oh, no. 
he says, my beloved, I give you sleep. He wants you to be in rest. He wants you to be in peace. He wants you to get full night's sleeps. No bad dreams. He wants you to have his thoughts, his, his dreams. The Bible says he guides your reins in your night sleep, in your night season. And so these are things that you can be confessing if you're having trouble with sleep. Because this is God's heart, God's desire when you're at rest. He wants you to be restful. And so um, sometimes, you know, in, in, in prayer, I just, like, the sleep wants to come over me, and it's good. It's not a bad thing. It's good. I, and last night, that's what I did. I went, and I, I, I prayed a little bit, and then I, I, I read a chapter, and I was like, whoa. I didn't even say goodnight to anybody. I just said, Psh, shut the light on. I rolled over, and I was out. But there was rest and a good night's sleep, you know, and God wants that. He wants us to be, you know, just to, to rest. Um, it's a quietness. And so in these times where God's moving with that peace, he wants to speak to us. He wants to give us directions. He wants to give us instructions um, in this place of peace. He guides us through the leading of peace, not worry. He want, so, so I want you to, to be aware of this. A lot of times during our praise and worship services or at home when there's praise and worship going on, I start thinking, I start, and, and I get thoughts, I get God thoughts, and it's important for you, and I'm sharing this with you because God's talking to you. You, you might not even know it because it was a thought you had, you're thinking, I had that thought, and I've done it for a long time, I just shrugged it off, I'll do it later, or you know what, you know, I just didn't pay any mind to it, but it's the still small, small voice that comes up and you get a thought. A lot of times that's God, especially when you're cultivating his presence. So I just want you to be aware of that because God wants to talk to you and he wants to lead you. And this is a great way that he does. Page, uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it says, The peace of God which surpasses our, our understanding, he guards our heart and mind through Jesus Christ. So what does he do? He protects us, he guards us, our heart, our spirit. And um, the last one I want to talk to you about is patience. And um, I felt like God said this, is the, this one is a good one to probably answer some questions for, for some of us. It's the ability to be able to wait on God's timing and to be able to trust God and his, he, that he is faithful and to know that God sometimes... God, God always, he, he knows the bigger picture. Sometimes we're, we're believing for something, we're asking for something, we're praying for something, and, you know, our hearts aren't prepared for that, or people, the situation. And so sometimes there's timing involved with, with things, um, sometimes, you know, uh, emotions, and um, we, just, we just need to know when things take time, um, that God is trustworthy and God is faithful. And in Hebrews 11, 1, because our flesh wants everything now. Amen. Now it's now, 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 now. And it's like, where is it? And Hebrews 11, 1 says, now faith is confidence. God wants you to have confidence in him, in his word, through his word that now 
Faith is confidence in what we're expecting for. It's an assurance about what we do not have or do not see. Confidence comes from his word, the word of God, and it's through experiencing his goodness, his faithfulness. This confidence will rise up from the inside of you. And, it, and um, I, I, oh, Philippians 1.6, he that has begun a good work, he's working things. He's working things in you. He's working things around you. He's working things through you. Philippians 1.6 is a, is a scripture that I, I speak all the time because when I'm not seeing things, when, I, when I'm growing weary, I say, oh, no. Oh, no. You need to talk to weariness. You need to talk to doubt and unbelief with scripture. He that's begun the work will finish the work. He's not through yet. And have confidence. That's your faith. That's moving, moving and pushing forward. Um. What else? Sometimes things take years. You're like, wow, this is getting depression. Remember that, that talk about depression? Let's go back there. <laughs> no. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. This is good stuff because it's going to answer some, hopefully some questions. Um, so uh, sometimes things take years to change or th for things to come to pass that you've prayed for, that you were perceiving that God wanted you to do or wanted you to have, or maybe something was prophesied over you. And there's such a long time. And you're saying, why? Um, this is where the fruit of patience will have you stand strong until you see the promise. Hebrews 11.11. 11. I was going through, through some, some things that was uh, very heavy, very emotional for me. And I felt like the Lord just led me to this scripture. This is about almost 20 years ago. And it says this. And I've stood on this. And if any of you were here when um, Pastor, last time she prophesied over me, she said that these words. She still doesn't know this, but she said these words. She said, God says to you that he is faithful. That spoke volumes to me. For the last 20 years, I've been calling him and judging him faithful. You're the faithful God. You're the faithful God over this situation. When that situation looks like it's not moving or it's not changing or, it, or it's gotten worse. No, 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 no. Like Sarah, I judge you faithful. Faith, uh, Sarah, she was old. When she was young, she did not, was not able to conceive a child. Now she's old, she's 90, and she's believing God. It says here that she herself judged him faithful to the promise. And that's what we have to do when the, we, we speak to that thing and say, no, 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 no. God is faithful to that promise. Whatever it is, whether it's healing, whether it's relationships, whether it's finances, no, God is faithful to the promise. And I say it out, out my mouth, and this is something you need to say. I judge him faithful because the devil wants you to judge him unfaithful. He wants you to get angry with him. He wants you to blame God. He wants you to think God is not just or he's, he does something for somebody, but he doesn't do it for you. And that's not okay. He is faithful to all of us, and he's faithful to the promise to the end. And, you know, um, you can believe God for five years faithfully, and then you just go, you know what? Grow weary. This is not working. And it's no different than 
not believing at all. You forfeited. So we want to, to the, to the end. God is faithful to the end. Mark 11, 22 20 through 25. Jesus, he's speaking and he says to them, have faith in God. That's key. For surely I say to you that you speak and you say to your mountain or your problem, your situation, what do you do? You say. You speak to it. You don't speak about it. You speak to it. Be removed. Be cast into the sea. Now listen. Don't doubt in your heart. Jesus is talking. That means doubt wants to come. Doubt will come. You need to be aware of doubt. Oh, I recognize this. This is doubt. This is what Jesus said. Don't. So here. Doubt will come. I don't have to yield to it. I don't have to entertain it. I, don't ha I talk to it. I recognize it, and I speak to it. No, you go in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood against you. I recognize who you are. You're here to discourage. No, 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 no. You need to speak to it. Don't let it entertain you, because when you let it entertain you and it gets a hold of you, then you start speaking the problem. I, I'm guilty of it. I don't want to be guilty of it anymore. God's opening our eyes and saying, wait a minute. Jesus is saying, doubt will come. Because, like I said before, unless you get a miracle, then you need to step into faith, stay in faith, and believe God and judge him faithful. And I think a lot of Christians, this is where they mess up. They believe and they're strong. They either do it by themselves. I really believe, genuinely, because I'm one of them. I've had faith. I trust God. I believe in God. Amen. Two days went by. I still got a situation. What's going on here? That doubt's starting to come, starting to question, what's going on here? You need to realize that's the doubt. That's knocking at your door. That's trying to steal your blessing, your promise. You need to discuss with that thing. No, you don't, with Scripture. And you, you hold on and let it be your anchor. And you hold on and you don't let that thing get you. It will come. So that... I, does that make sense? It can come, but that doesn't mean you, 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 you've fallen into sin and you've doubted. What, what, what is the problem is if you entertain it and you, you put yourself in agreement with it, then you forfeit, okay? So he's saying don't do that. Um, so in verse 24, it says, um, therefore, so you'll have whatever you say, okay? Don't doubt in your heart, but you believe the things that you say. So watch what you're saying. You can't say one thing, glory to God, I'm healed, or glory to God, he's doing this, glory to God. Oh, this is so bad. No, he says you're, you're double-minded. So we don't want to be that. We've got to watch what we're saying. Be quick to repent if you do. Lord, forgive me with those words. I'm getting back over. I'm getting back over here with the promise. So verse 24, another good one. Jesus is still talking. He's talking some good stuff here to help us. Why? What's going on here in the waiting? Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. So when you pray, that's when you believe you receive them, whatever it is. I believe I receive them, and you will have them. So the key is believing and staying in belief. And the only way I know for me that I'm going to stay in belief 
is having my mind renewed to the word of God because doubt and unbelief are trying to steal that from me. You have an enemy. And even Jesus had to use the word. And that's why it's so important to have that relationship and to know who's on the inside of you and develop that. And when you experience these things, you become that overcomer that he's already made us. And then you're able to share that experience with others. That's the goal. So um, he, says, he says here, uh, and whenever you stand praying, so that tells me, there's some time, okay? Stand praying. He says, if you have anything against anyone, forgive. So important to keep our hearts. Again, that pure heart and, and, and just being clean before the Father so that your Father can forgive you of your trespasses. Um, this morning I was praying and I saw a, just this heavy bag of like garbage, kind of like a Santa Claus bag on someone's back. And yeah, and it, I, I just, um, they're carrying it. And I thought, that's unforgiveness in that bag. Those are, that's anger, that's strife, that's lying, that's profanity, that's perversion, and any other thing, and just carrying it. And we're not to carry these things. God doesn't want us to carry around this garbage. He wants us to have the Holy One, the Greater One, inside of us. I love what Pastor Jen said. She said, if you're um, entertaining, like, anger, then that's what's filling you up, and you, you don't, you're not, you're not, being entertained or, so to speak, by, the, by that joy or that love. You know, you're not yielding to that. We want to yield to the things of the Spirit, and we want to be conscious of yielding to the Spirit. So um, let's see here. So Pastor Jay, okay, um, I'm just going to kind of skip a little bit, and then we're going to close. Pastor Jay, he was speaking one, one of the, I think, the, one of the mornings here, and you saw him, he's jumping on the, on the, um, the pew, and he had such zeal, and I believe it was pure, I believe it was real, and um, years ago, uh, a good, I'd say a good 15 to 20 years ago, I was in prayer, and I was praying in the morning, for my husband, and I never told him this story until a couple weeks ago. Uh, but I saw in a vision my husband preaching from a pulpit, from a platform, jumping off the platform, and he was like wild and crazy. And I just said to the Lord, um, my husband's not like that. And I felt like, the, <laughs> I'm like that's not my husband. I thought it was so strange. And I felt like the Lord said this to me, and it's always stuck with me, and I, I, I speak it out my mouth quite regularly. And, and again, I've never told him this story, um, except for about two weeks ago. Um, so the Lord said, I'm not to look at him as average. None of us are average. We, it's not like, okay, we're you know, prideful. No, we have the greater one in us. And we need to see through the eyes of how he's purposed and sees us. And so we're not to look average. We're not to talk average. We're not to think average. And that comes from the Father. And so when he was, basically what he's telling me, that is your, your husband. <laughs> so when Pastor Jay was here, I was just thinking to myself, wow, there's a spirit of faith he's releasing. He has this faith and this just zeal 
and he was, he was releasing it to us. And I just thought that. And that night, when I was laughing on the floor, I found out later, Paul saw, you know, he was watching him preach and seeing him for a couple days, and he went up to him, and he said, I want what you have. I want what you have. And he laid hands on him. And when he shared that with me and he told me, I said, Paul, that's something the Lord showed me 20 years ago. So God put a desire, this desire within him. And I'm sure that for Paul to do that, it would be uncomfortable because it's not really his personality. But God, what I'm sharing with you is God will put something on the inside of you. And if you just yield yourself to what God is doing and how God sees you, it's, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be great. And it's, it's so exciting when you yield to the Lord, when you just do something and it might, you come out of that comfort zone. And so um, he, 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 he did that. And that's what I'm, I'm teaching, trying to teach you tonight, that there's life on the inside of you that you've already experienced, and God wants you to steward that by just seeing how you can express that to people and practice it. And you can practice it right here and, and take it further and further as, as God leads you. Um, he, wants to, he wants us to recognize his nature, his personality all around us and in us. And there's just one, one can we play, play a song? And so I believe that I'm going to play just, just a song, this song and God's just going to manifest himself, express himself to you, and I believe personally, to you, maybe it will be peace, maybe it'll be joy, maybe it'll be just, you know, whatever, he'll, maybe he'll give you a thought, maybe he'll give you a scripture, he's going to do something, if you just say, okay, I'm open for it, and the reason why we're doing it, it's an exercise, to practice, practice his presence, to have a confidence and an expectation, when you leave here, God talked to you, or God demonstrated something to you, whether, like I said, his love, his joy, his peace on the inside of you. And you'll leave here touched by God so that you freely, you know, you got something tonight from God. And then see how he, he wants you to use it and to express it to someone. Okay? Is that cool? Are you guys, are you guys good with that? <laughs> All right. So, maestro. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs>